In the time of Rome, believers were asked to bow down to Caesar or face punishment. More and more, believers now are being asked to bow down to the governors by not meeting as a church or being silent about the truth. What will you stand for? Welcome to Church Public. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to Church Public. Thank you so much for joining us. I know this has just been a crazy season, and it just keeps going on. If you're in California like me or in other states, California has gone into lockdown infinity, I believe, and other states seem to be following suit depending on which one you are in. Thank you for joining us at Church Public. If you haven't already, check out churchpublic.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all at Church Public. Send us a message if you want to. I would love to respond to any questions that you have, um, or if you have topic suggestions, I will try and cover them for you. So, as I mentioned, many states, including California, are re-entering full lockdown. You can't go out to eat. You can't open your business. You can't cut someone's hair. No idea what that's about. Can't go to church indoors. Some churches can't be indoors or outdoors. Most businesses in California and restaurants can't be indoors or outdoors. And I've heard all the arguments. And I'll admit I've made some of the arguments, but this time is short-lived. It seems to be ending. Uh, and and this is gross, but but it's the best example that I have. It's kind of like boiling a frog, which... By the way, I've never done. However, I'm told that if you throw a frog into a boiling pot, it will just jump right back out. But if you put a frog in a nice cool pot and then slowly bring it to a boil, it will stay in until it's dead. Again, gross. But I think the analogy stands. We are being boiled. We have been fooled. If you were told in February that we would shut down church and school and business for literally the rest of the year... I believe you and many would have rioted. Really, you would. You need to go to church. Your kids need to go to school. You need to go to work to earn money to put food on the table and survive. Yet, that is where we are in multiple states in America and even across the globe. All for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, according to the CDC. I know those numbers vary a little bit depending on age, but basically that's it. So today, we are asking who you should obey. Who do you obey? Believers, followers of Jesus, are always to obey the true authority, God. And in America, we have this constitution that was built on biblical principles. So it was somewhat easy to follow the authority of the government because in many instances, the government and the Bible acknowledged that our true rights come from God and not from the government. In other words, the government does not give us rights. The government protects the rights we already have given by God. This is a really, really crucial distinction that we seem to be missing a lot in our public discourses lately. We as believers need to always obey God and obey the government when it lines up with God and his will. However, increasingly, as we are seeing these small T tyrants pop up and issue edicts to us, that run counter with our God-given rights. Things like freedom to go to church, freedom to worship, freedom to go to school, freedom to work, to provide for your family. Even in some cases, literally the freedom to go outside and walk around. Since we are here at Church Public, we're going to look at this from a church point of view. This is not new to the church. For thousands of years, believers have been persecuted around the globe. Even from the very beginning of the church in the Roman Empire, this has been true. 
for church history in Rome. Once a year in Rome, everyone was required to declare in front of a statue of Caesar that Caesar is Lord. Literally, you have to say that Caesar is God. And if you did not declare your allegiance, not to Rome, but to the deity, the Godhead of Caesar, you were subject to all kinds of persecution, including being burned alive. This is actually where the term Roman candle comes from. It was from the ruler of Rome lighting uh, often Christians on fire and placing their burning bodies along the road to light its way. I'm sorry, I didn't realize this episode was going to be so gross, but these are just the realities of life. It is important to note that these Christians were not persecuted for their beliefs, for being Christian, but they were persecuted for being enemies of the state. Across America, especially in some states, Christians are being asked to pledge to the state or to simply be silent in the face of all of this persecution. And I just don't think we can be silent anymore. We have to proclaim the name of Jesus. The Bible is not allowed in school. The Bible is not allowed at work. And we, the church, have not done a good job of teaching the Bible to believers. And now, as a people in America, we see the fruit of that. Immorality, lawlessness, as seen through this whole year. Tyranny, greed, and on and on I could go. And we have taken morality and we have given it over to the state and the leaders who think they know better. They believe with everything that they have, and they've shown this, that they believe they know what is good for you. They believe better than you what is good for you. They believe safety is the ultimate goal. They believe peace is the ultimate goal. For the believer, safety is never a goal. Safety is not the end goal of our lives. You see that, I mean, go back and just read about Jesus. Jesus did things that were not safe. Jesus, in fact, died for you. That's the very reason he came. He did not live a safe life. He lived a grace and truth-filled, free life. And Jesus is the truth. That is the goal of the believer. The believer's goal is truth because Jesus is truth and he is the goal. And the world will hate you for this truth. And therefore, as I said, this world believes peace is the ultimate goal and peace with the world is not possible. Should we be kind? Yes. Should we be gentle? Yes. Should we be patient? Yes. Paul said, as far as it's possible, be at peace with everyone. And that is a goal, but it is not our highest goal. Proclaiming the truth of Jesus and his resurrection is our highest goal. Much of church history, and now it seems we may be entering another time where, though we try, we cannot be at peace with our government. I want to look at Acts 4 and 5 as an example of how believers in the government clashed a bit. This is out of Acts 4. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Uh, The leaders, they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people. They were proclaiming in Jesus' name about the resurrection of the dead. So the leaders seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. That's Acts 1 through uh, 4, I believe. So Peter and John were brought in front of the court for healing a man who was lame. The leaders could not figure out what to do because the apostles were clearly doing miracles and they were telling the truth and they were preaching about Jesus' resurrection and the leaders could not allow them to continue to do that. Why? Because the leaders were losing power over the people. 
as you heard, more than 5,000 men. And because it was only 5,000 men and they didn't talk about the women and the children, it was likely many more than that. And I'm sorry, I wish I could go back and count all the people. That's just the way they counted back then. I can't change that. But it was likely many more than 5,000. So you have thousands and thousands of people who are now following Jesus. And all of a sudden, these leaders, you can now feel it. You can imagine these leaders are saying, hey, if we don't put a stop to this, we are going to soon be overthrown as the leaders and someone else is going to be in charge or this Jesus thing is going to take over literally our world. And we can't have that because we have to be in power. So the leaders decide to tell Peter and John to stop telling the truth, right? So that's what they decide to do. So this is verse 18. They called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. So Peter and John reply, I love this, listen. Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him, that be God, you be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. So Peter and John were let go because the court, which was also the religious leaders, knew they were right. God is the ultimate authority. So what did Peter and John go and do? They go back out again and begin teaching and preaching the good news of Jesus Christ resurrected. So, of course, the disciples are arrested again because the leaders said, hey, stop doing this. And they didn't because they said they can't. They have to say the true things. They have to believe in the truth and, and preach Christ resurrected. So they were arrested. And, and so in jail, this amazing miracle happens. And the angel of the Lord comes to them and, and says, this is Acts five nineteen. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out and said, hey, go and stand in the temple courts and tell the people about this new life in Jesus Christ. So at daybreak, they entered the temple courts, and as they had been told, they began to teach the people. Because if you are you run into an angel, and an angel says, go tell people about Jesus, you listen to what the angel says, right? So, of course, they're going to do this. So the leaders, very frustrated by this point, right? They go and get Peter and John and bring them in front of the court. This is verse 27. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. They said, quote, we give you strict orders not to teach in this name, Jesus. They wouldn't even say his name, but in Jesus' name, right? He said, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. So, and this is what I love. I love the response of Peter and John. And this should be something we fully understand as believers in Christ, but afraid I'm afraid for too long we've been silent about this and we don't fully understand our place in the hierarchy of the kingdom of this world. Again, the government is not above us in light of who God is. God is our sovereign. God is our authority. And we need to understand and appreciate that and respect and respond to the government where we absolutely can because that's important. It's important for the order of society to do that. But this is what Peter and John say in response. Acts 5.29 Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. And unfortunately, I think this is the place where we find ourselves today. We need to decide whom we obey. Do we obey God or do we obey man? For around 200 years, as one nation under God, we have lived in a place that held and propagated biblical values and morality as a whole. Yes, the nation has had all kinds of problems, I know, and, and we've had all kinds of issues, and we even fought many bloody wars and battles to continue to move the ideals of freedom and justice for all. 
But over the last few decades, this has eroded to the point that we do not teach morality in this country. We don't. We don't teach the truth. We don't believe the Bible. We don't believe in God in this country as a whole. For those of us who still believe, for those of us who do know the truth, who know Jesus and know there is a higher authority, that's really this little secret of American government that sadly I think has been lost over several decades. America is not a Christian nation. It's not. America is a free nation. America is a place that allows you to worship who and when you want, unlike the tyranny of Rome or even more recently the tyranny of England and other tyrannies all across the world even now. It is precisely because of the freedom that we have in this country that Christianity flourished so much. The founders intentionally and specifically set up a nation where Christianity would not challenge the rulers unlike almost all other nations in history. Think about that. Think about the contrast between this story in Acts in the Roman Empire and how we've been able to live up until very recently. You have been free to live and worship however you want. Some of us moved that to our own detriment and have lost our morality. And now, because morality will come from somewhere, the leaders of this world, the leaders of the government, are stepping in to implement a morality that they believe is the right morality. And it's not because America was a Christian nation, but because we were free to worship God and we didn't have to bow down to Caesar. This is a distinction that, unfortunately, because we haven't taught it, we haven't um, really embodied it for the last few generations, that we, we've really missed. And, and it's really important that America was founded so that we can worship who we want and we don't have to worship the king. Again, you may or may not remember that the king of England declared himself to be a god and said you have to worship him in the same way that Caesar declared himself to be a god and said you have to worship him back in this story in Acts. And that's why America was founded and that's why the founders set up this constitution in such a way that you will never have to declare that the president, the king, whatever of America is a God. And yet now we're getting to this point where we're having to make these declarations or at the least stay silent about injustices that are being put on us where we're beginning to be at odds with the authority of God. We have this founding document, the Constitution, that embodies our God-given, not government-given rights. The Constitution does not give us rights. The Constitution protects the rights we already have from God. The Bill of Rights defends us from the government, not the other way around. Hear that. The Bill of Rights defends us from the government. The politicians, the media, the celebrities, teachers, professors, they want you to believe it's the other way around, that the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the government gives you your rights, gives you the freedoms that you have. That's not true. That's just not true. That's what uh, Peter and John are saying. That's what God has said to us. We have our authority from God. That's why Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God's. In other words, saying it's all God's. Caesar may have some power on this world, but ultimately the authority does not rest with Caesar. It rests with God. So when the apostles say, We must obey God rather than human beings. They're reminding the powers that be as we should remind them 
that our rights, our freedoms, our lives do not come from or depend on the government. Our lives, our rights, our freedoms come from God. And hear me when I say we should not pursue civil disobedience. I don't like that phrase. I don't think it's valuable. It's not disobedience that we're going towards. It's exactly what the apostles said in this passage. We pursue obedience. We pursue obedience to God at all times. At all times, we obey God. And when that lines up with government, we absolutely obey government. If we get to this place, as many societies have, where obedience does not line up with government, we have to continue to obey God. God is our authority, and we must obey God. We need to teach the Constitution to our people so they understand it, because the more and more I run into people, they have no idea what the Constitution actually says. Most have never looked at it or read it. More than that, we need to teach the Bible to our people, because the more people that I run into, they have no idea what it says, and they have not read it. The Constitution is based on the Bible, and it does protect us from persecution from the government. There are businesses now that are shut down. There are churches now that are shut down. You are forced to wear clothing they think you should wear, and this is not about a virus. It is about power. Here's how you can tell. Story after story after story of leaders that issue these mandates for safety and health, and if it was really about safety and health for all, then all would follow them, especially the leaders, the people who issued these mandates. If this was really about a deadly virus and about safety and health for all, you would not have governors mandating no schooling, then sending their kids to a private school. You would not have governors mandating no indoor dining, then dining indoors, also with medical advisors. You would not have governors issuing stay-at-home orders from their vacation home in Cabo. You would not have governors arresting pastors for singing in an outdoor park while releasing criminals from prison, and on and on and on. You can sit in an airplane for a six-hour flight across America, but you can't sit in a one-hour church service. You can eat outdoors for your film lunch break, but you can't out eat outdoors in the same parking lot at a restaurant exactly like what happened to this owner of the grill in Los Angeles. And you have to be home by 10 o'clock because actually I have no idea what that's about. I, I can't pretend to tell you what to do because you have to decide that. Again, this is up to you, and that is the freedom we have. Whether or not the rulers acknowledge it, our freedom does not come from them. We have to do what is right. You have to act with conscience. You have to act with morality. But the government does not legislate morality to you. Your morality comes from a higher place, a higher authority, just like we're talking about. Morality comes from God. Authority comes from God. And hopefully, authority continues to line up with God as it has for a couple hundred years here in America. But it seems like things are not necessarily getting better. It seems like things are starting to get worse. As a believer, you have to know this. The government does not like you, just like the government did not like Jesus. The government did not like the apostles. The government did not like the disciples. You have a different, higher authority than the government, and the government leaders want you, need you, to bow down to them. That has been the case for thousands of years. It will continue to be the case because that is in human nature. The time is coming, if it has not already come for you in this nation, when they will specifically ask you to bow, and you have to decide what you're going to do. Make no mistake, this will cost you. 
It will cost you friends. It will cost you family. It may cost your job. It may cost your finances, your home. You have to figure out what you are prepared to lose to stand up for Jesus when the world asks you to bow down. I know some of you are sitting there thinking, this is too extreme. This could never happen here. This this is not real. And I wish that were the case. But let me read to you from Jesus, unfortunately, things that he promised would happen and also a promise that he gives us for his provision. This is Matthew 10. Matthew 10, 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes, as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils. You will be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. It will not be you speaking. It will be the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. That sounds a little bit crazy. And again, you're probably thinking, that's not going to happen in America. I hope that's true. I hope it doesn't happen in America. I hope we continue to live in a place where the government protects us from itself and the government protects us from tyranny. But I can say that I see the tyranny creeping in through some of these governors that are issuing mandates and enforcing them through their uh, police states And it doesn't appear that this direction of governance is going to end. It appears that the way the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, protected our religious freedom and protected us from bowing down to the government seems to be changing. It seems like the tide is changing. I will be so happy if I am wrong. However, you, in your conscience, in your heart, in in your own uh, self you need to determine what you're going to do when these things happen and as jesus just promised you don't have to worry about the words god will give you the words god will give you the boldness to stand but you have to make the decision to stand if you want to stand up for god there will be opposition to that god will give you exactly what you need in every situation but you have to choose to follow jesus and we're moving into this season where it literally may be you against the world but as i keep reminding you over and over and over again and please hold on to this jesus said take heart i have overcome the world you do not have to worry um you should uh, as he said be wise like a serpent but innocent as a dove. That's a really good word. You should think on that this week and how that relates to you and your actions. Um, And you need to love God. You need to love others, but you also have to stand up. You have to stand up for what you believe. And it's going to be harder and harder as the time goes on. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you continue to pursue God with your heart and mind and soul and strength in the midst of increasing opposition. And of course, as always, I hope that you keep the faith. Thanks again for joining us at Church Public. Check us out at churchpublic.com, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, as long as they'll have us. And as always, keep the faith.